Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drew. I'm Phil Fechner. Rick, what's happening in the soccer? The Asian Cup. The Asian Cup. I didn't think you'd ever ask me, Phil. Oh, there was I've a just, sort of pause there. I've just been waiting to know. Well, it's got down to the uh, sharp end of the competition of the Asian Cup, and um, fortunately, uh, the good old Aussie Matildas are through to the final. They're going to play uh, Japan. Japan beat uh, China 3-1 in the other semi-final, as it were, and um, we nearly messed it up, pal. Really? We How? did. Well, I've got a feeling, uh, sitting home in Adelaide, that they probably took Thailand a little bit easy because we'd beaten them a couple of times uh, in the last 12 months pretty comfortably. And at the end of, um, at the end of uh, 120 minutes of major time, mm -hmm. it was a two-all tie. But this is the amazing yeah. thing, that um, the coach, in all his wisdom, didn't bring Sam Kerr on until the 70th minute. I mean, why would you start her, wouldn't you? The well, best striker well, in the world. My she? she is indeed. But my theory is that I've got a feeling they thought, well, we're going to, as it were, thump Thailand so and we'll rest, we'll rest her up yep. for the final. But uh, at 70 minutes, we're 2-1 down. Um, so Bring her on. <laughs> that's right. And in fact, although she didn't score that goal, she set it up uh, to, to make the tie. And then uh, in the penalty shootout, we won 3-1 and Sam Cook kicked the winning goal after, wow. I will say, our goalkeeper saved uh, a number of their shots. So it was a bit touch and go. Um, you know, it's the old story, isn't it? Play one game at a time. If you wow. start assuming things and... Uh, you I mean, score on the board. Well, you play to, your best side, well, don't you? To, well, particularly when you need goals to win a game of anything. Well, wouldn't you want to be three love up and then take her off? Well, precise, well precisely. I, I mean, mean, you, you know, do it the you other can, way around, You don't could you? do it the other <laughs> way around. Um, but, you know, uh, to, to have the world's best striker sitting on your bench for the first 70 minutes in an Asian Cup right. final seems very odd to me. However, they're there. And that's all they've got to do. Now, they've only got one game to play. They have beaten the Japanese before. Who's the... one in the world? Oh, number one in the world is actually the United States. Oh, but, okay. of course, they're not playing in yep. the um, in in the Asian yep. Cup. Um, but China would be above us or Japan? Would they both be above us, wouldn't they? Basically, no to either. Um, we're, we're ranked number four in the world oh, now. Okay. So, but... Um, we have beaten Japan in the last twelve months. However, in the in the in the preliminary round of the Asian Cup, we only tied with them, which probably is a good thing because we can we, they'll go into the game knowing they're going to have to be fair yeah. income. Yeah. Um, and I think they should get up, particularly since they'll probably use their brains and start Sam Kerr this time. Well, while we're on soccer, Adelaide United play their semi-final this weekend too against yes. Melbourne. So yes. over in Melbourne, so it's going to be a tough gig. Big, a very tough gig, I yeah. would Yeah, so um, interesting to see how they get on too while we're on the soccer there. Yeah, well, your mate's done very well, hasn't he? He has, young Ryan, kiddo, he is. And we're going to have him on. I've got to organise, I'll let him get over the finals now. I won't interfere with him now. Um, and we'll get him on and uh, have a chat to Ryan. He's a good lad. He is a good lad, and he's actually scored some very useful goals. The so. highest score of Adelaide United this season. That's right. So uh, he's had a good year. And he re and really, he got into that position only through injuries. That's not yeah. where he... Yeah, well, he wasn't 
uh, he's not starting at the moment, but he's been in the starting lineup mm. non-stop. But um, and signed another couple of years. He told yeah. me the other night. So uh, oh, he's a talent. Good. He's yeah. a talent, and uh, they're not a bad side, uh, Adelaide City. Yeah, the, the only thing I find it very difficult is that. Uh, the personnel changes so much from one year well, to another. Halfway through the season, That's they right. can sort of draft or recruit, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I mean, yeah, oh. so you never really uh, quite know how many are going to stay and how many are going to go and you who turns up the, on the day. Yeah, yeah. You walk into the change room and he's gone. He's <laughs> playing for Sydney City or something, you know, and... Uh, you know, that's unbelievable now. I, I quite often, uh, and it's not meant to be a r- racial at all, but I quite often wonder how they get on because most of them come from foreign countries and oh. whether they can all vaguely speak English because a couple of the coaches I've had recently certainly couldn't speak oh, very that, good English. Um, um, he's coaching uh, Western Sydney Wanderers now. That uh, oh, I can't even think of his name now. Uh. Um, but anyhow, you couldn't even understand him. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. So I don't That's know how they, thing. Maybe they communicate by diagrams on the blackboard. Well, Ryan or did say that a couple of the Spanish guys that they've got in their side, they took ages to. He just didn't know what they really were saying. But anyhow, he said after time, you get to, to know their lingo a bit more. So, yeah. Well, it is interesting you've mentioned the Spaniards because although we assume English is totally the second language of the world, in fact, Spanish is a oh, very common language. And so. Many Spaniards don't speak English. Mm. Um, yeah. But, yep. I mean, there's parts of the south of the United States of America who even give their news services on television in Spanish. Well, I'd mm. be euchred because I don't, I only speak English. I'd or some, swearing. I, I, I sometimes, <laughs> My wife would say. <laughs> I sometimes find your English hard to interpret. Yeah, well, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I'll make it up a bit, but anyway. <laughs> Now, what about the local footy? The you're, local you're, footy, we've got the big split round this week, Rick, as yeah. you probably know already. Now, why do we have a split round at this Anzac point? Anzac Day. All oh, right. Yeah, okay. and they're not too sure why they split it up virtually over the th- uh, well over over the two weeks. Um, because, and you got the game, obviously, on the Wednesday, which almost makes it that third week, you know. So this week, um, obviously, Saturday is only Williston and South. At Williston. Now, now, that should be a very good game. Now, you, you have got... I was speaking to uh, uh, the Williston coach after Mal the game, Greenwood. Mal Greenwood. Good boy. Uh, after the... Uh, another friend of yours, I believe. He is. Yeah. He is, yeah. yes. Everyone's a friend of I yours. I know. <laughs> Being an umpire. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get on the right side of you to yeah. get a few decent decisions, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you say that. Yeah. But anyway, Mal was saying to me that... The, I think we've mentioned already, it's a bit hard to gauge just where Williston are because they've played mm. a couple of scrubbers, yep. really. Uh, probably it's a bit harsh calling Neary a, a scrubber team, but they haven't won yet. And, of course, Gawler Central, well, they really are at the bottom yep. of the table. They got flogged again at the weekend. Um, so they're the two wins. However, two wins are two wins. And as Mal said, it's amazing, you know, it's the luck of the draw that they've played those sorts of sides mm. so far. But... If you get wins on the board early, it seems to add confidence to the playing group, etc. And, as he said, you know, you'd probably speculate that Newry, South Gawler and themselves are sort of vying for that yeah, probably fourth spot. Agree. Um, yep. And the fact is that Williston are two games ahead of both of them already because mm. they've lost them. Now, if, if Williston knock over um, South this week... Which then, I tip they will. I think they will too. Yep. I do too. So we both tip Williston, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So it's uh, but it's a it's a very important game and a huge game for South because if they lose, then they they really are in a bit of a hole. Yeah, absolutely. 
Then we've got the Anzac Day game, which is the old traditional Anguston versus Newry, obviously at Anguston, which should be a cracker game. It should be. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, after we've virtually bagged Anguston for the last couple of years. Um, they, I think that recruited... was you bagging in oh, more than no, me. No. They actually have recruited reasonably well, and they, they certainly look far more competitive. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they got up and won, although I will pick Newry. I'm tipping Newry as well. Right. Yep. Um, interesting thing in, I saw in the paper and, well, I heard it on the radio, actually. Um, uh, Matty Dakey, first game in the reserves ever on Saturday yeah. at Gawler Central. 438 games of A-grade football. And I can remember him starting as a 16-year-old kid, and he doesn't look much different. I tell you, he hasn't, he's aged very well. 43 years of age now, and uh, he played his first B-grade game. And uh, he's there to help the young guys, which, I mean, Absolutely a lot wonderful. of them would say, no, you can stick it, I'm not playing B-grade, I've never played B-grade, but he's uh, going to hang in there and um, coach them on, sort of help them. Like a, well, a little bit like Hodgie. At, like Hodgie, yeah. yep. But, uh, the, yep. I, I mean, it's really lovely that uh, there are people where that loyalty and um, give a bit back to the game that yeah. uh, has rewarded yep. you yep. still... Even though it might get be getting um, less and less as time goes by, there are still people prepared to do that, which yeah. is wonderful. Good yeah, luck no, to him. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I, but I'll still bag him when I see him on Wednesday. I'm going to go up and have a look at that game, and I'll bag him and tell him he should be retired. So, But anyway, that's just me. Well, that's, Maddie. You, that's you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> uh, the next game, obviously, it's next Saturday, is Capunda and Freeling at Capunda, which, will, which should be quite a good game. But you would tip Capunda on paper you would. and form. You would, or you'd have to. But Freeling, you've got to win one. Well, Freeling are in the same boat as South Gawler and Newry, really. They're in uh, a bit of uh, dire straits, as it were, My, a bit of Mark Knopfler. And um, so, uh, you know, but I can't believe Kapunda wouldn't beat them. No, and it's at Kapunda. Yeah. I mean, home ground, I'd tip Kapunda. Um, probably comfortably, but... Yes, I'd um, go along with that. Wouldn't be surprised. And then, obviously, you're going to cover this game, so we'll be looking forward to that coverage of the... In the Bunyip next week, um, Tanunda and Barossa. Uh, I, I, was, I was really thrilled to see that I uh, was given the Guernsey to cover that game. That should be a fantastic game. I'd penciled that one in to come up and have a look, but I've actually got a bowls tournament at West Lakes that day, so I won't be coming. But, Can you um, remember which team you're bowling for? No, or? I don't even know yet, so that, that we won't even go there this week. <laughs> but uh, anyhow... Well, don't tell me there's a third contestant. No, now. it's not just not really. Salisbury and Adelaide. No, not really. Um <laughs> Tanunda and Barossa, who are you tipping? Uh, Sheila Beer is back. Yes. They had a wedding the first yeah, week. Yeah, look, as much as Tanunda are on paper absolutely on fire, uh, I, I'm sticking with Barossa. I, I still think that they have the ability to, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, change gears and rise to the occasion. And uh, at home, uh, I'm going for the Barossa. Um, no, it's at Tanunda. Oh, it's at Tanunda. Yes. Oh, right. Uh, won't matter, Barossa. I'm going Tanunda. I thought you because would. Because it's a home ground on the stamp, uh, postage stamp park, uh, they play that ground all right. So I reckon, I reckon Tanunda will beat them at home. Well, there you go. So we'll wait and see, eh? Can't wait to discuss that with you. Um, <laughs> the Crows. How about the Crows? They're in a bit of strife, Rick? Well, I, I don't know what's going on. The more science and the more fitness coaches and specialists we seem to put into AFL teams, 
it seems almost the more you have of those, the more injuries you get rather than the other way around. And the Crows are crippled with injuries. I mean, yeah. they're not the only side. No. I mean, uh, I was fascinated on television watching the Crows get dismantled by Collingwood. And, you know, the couple of the commentators said, oh, the Crows have got injuries. And then up on the screen they popped, I think it was eight Collingwood key players missing from that side that beat the Crows. So, again, it's not just the Crows, but I do not understand how at this time of the year sides can have so many injuries. It is Yeah, I mean, early days, I mean, McKay, he's going to miss again because he's got concussion. Well, you know, how many concussions do you get? And then they seem to want to try and get him to retire yeah. or whatever? Well, I think the problem is, I mean, concussion, that's bad luck, I guess, in terms of whether you get hit in the head or not. But I'm just amazed that there are so many people with hamstrings and mm. that sort of injury. Very common. Um, and, you know, you're meant to do a pre-season to prevent that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I'm not too sure with that. Yeah, so I can't really see uh, Adelaide giving uh, Sydney too much of a run on I Friday night so. with with the a the form they're in and b the injuries they've got and i think uh, without trying to be sarcastic about anyone uh, you know their big name players just aren't no. about you know no, like okay eddie eddie betts is out through injury but he's really he contributed been out. he has contributed it. so far this season very little taylor walker well you know i begin to wonder how how the players could have voted him the captain of the year is beyond me because his contract about the only thing he did last week was get fined two thousand dollars for punching someone in the yeah, stomach. Yeah. And the old story with Rory Sloan, if someone tags him, um, he doesn't Can't get too break many. A tag, no. can and we'll quickly just touch on Port. How do you see them? Got Geelong I, here. I just, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm so pleased you mentioned them. I've. I can't believe that Port have played so badly in the last two games. They really didn't deserve, this is a Port member talking, they didn't deserve to win the game against Brisbane and only Agreed. just did. Yep. Uh, and they, the 24-point the, the defeat by Essendon um, really should have been 54 points. Um, they played very badly. Uh, I will admit that... Um, I was talking to Jamie Phillips, my physio, the other day, and uh, we he so happens to be a port man as well, and he very rarely comments on umpiring, but he thought that we got the bad end of the deal in the umpiring, and he actually reckons their first three or four goals were basically the result of umpiring decisions. However, I don't... You know, I've been around football for a long time, and I can't remember a side going into any set of games without having a ruckman, and why Ken Hinckley... Uh, won't bring up uh, one of these young uh, blokes from the Magpies, uh, and we won't win games without a ruckman. And oh, we they tried Dougal Howard, but I don't. He's not. He's not a a, a form ruckman. He's not a ruckman. He's a position player going to ruck. And, and they've tried <laughs> using Westoff as a ruckman before. Too lightly framed. That's right. It doesn't work. Yeah. So uh, agree with that. Um, that there, they could have a bit of trouble in beating Geelong, even though mm. it is at home. I agree. I'll be there. So I'll have sure, a little yeah. look. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that's touched on the AFL. Um, Rick, I was walking up the street the other day and my phone rings. Yeah? What? A, your well, phone? I got a compliment. You got a I compliment? Did. Yeah. Who did you get a compliment from? Oh, it was only Telstra. Oh, what? They, they were ringing to give you a compliment? Yeah, they told me my my uh, bill was outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> I almost mucked that up again. But anyway, we got it out. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, well, that was great. It's probably that's probably the joke of the year. It's a pity. <laughs> it's a pity you couldn't tell it properly. <laughs> Almost got there. <laughs> Uh, dear. Well, that's, a bit, oh, that's about it, yeah, I reckon. probably on overtime here. We, we probably are. So uh, it's goodbye from Rick. And goodbye from Phil. <laughs>